Well, it is Wednesday, everybody, which means this is another edition of the WeatherWise podcast. I'm meteorologist Sloan Haynes, and today I have with me... I'm meteorologist Ulysses Garcia. Well, it's spring, severe weather season right now across the country, but another important season is about to come. I'm not talking about summer, I'm talking about hurricane season. And this is around the time of year that we do start to see... Um, outlooks being released and Colorado State is always the first one to release their outlook for the upcoming hurricane season. So we're going to talk a bit about that compared to what we saw last year. Just do a quick recap because last year was another very active hurricane season and I'm going to spoil their forecast, but they did forecast another above average season, another active season this year. So a lot of exciting stuff happening um, as we head into hurricane season. And we'll also touch base on how many years have we seen hurricanes form before the start of hurricane season, because that is officially June 1st. There's been talks of moving it. They haven't done it yet. So I guess we're going to start off with Colorado State University's forecast, and they are forecasting 19 named storms, nine of those becoming hurricanes, and four of those becoming major hurricanes. So that is what they're forecasting, which is above average. Yeah, absolutely, above average. I mean, the last couple of years have definitely been above average, especially, you know, 2020 and then last year. So they're just continuing the trend and uh, and the reason for this, and we kind of briefly talked about it in our one of our last podcasts when we were talking about severe weather, and it was the fact that um, it has to do with La Nina. La Nina mm -hmm. has been a dominating force for the last two hurricane seasons, and it has continued. And we talked about it last time how that's going to lead for more severe weather. However, the fact that we still have La Nina also helps when it comes to hurricane season because in the tropics, that leads for less wind shear, while most of that wind shear is now transitioned into the mid-latitudes where severe weather becomes a factor. So when it comes to that, the reason they're going with a higher outlook is because they're still thinking that La Nina will still continue at least for the first part of the season and then becoming more neutral as we make our way into the summer. So um, pretty much we stated that last time, but mm -hmm. it's um, pretty much they're kind of going with the same factors that mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to severe weather. And also something I remember um, learning about Enzo in college was that even though we're going towards Enzo neutral conditions, looking at the atmosphere and studying it, it can still look like um, La Nina or El Nino despite it being Enzo neutral. So it can still look like either of them. So that's just something to think about too as um, this is expected to approach Enzo neutral conditions. But again, we started to see more hurricanes, what Elise said, just due to the weaker vertical wind shear and trade winds. Also, of course, instability is greater in the Atlantic due to La Nina conditions. And we all know hurricanes love instability. They mm -hmm. love warmer waters. They love weak winds. That's what they want. And La Nina gives it gives the storm those conditions, those conditions for them to really fire up. So just to talk about Colorado State's forecast and how it compares to um, previous, or the average rather. So the remember last year is when the new data came out that reflected, I believe it's 1991 to 2020. Mm -hmm. So that reflects the data from those years for those hurricane seasons. So based off the of data from those hurricane seasons, the average number of named storms is 14. 
seven of those becoming hurricanes and three of those becoming major hurricanes. And just remember a major hurricane is a category three or above, typically characterized by catastrophic damage, strong winds, storm surge, all of those um, hazards that you do get with a hurricane. So based off of that, Colorado State's forecasting an above average season, but forecasting not as active what we saw last year. So last year for 2021, we had 21 named storms. Seven of those did become hurricanes and four of those did become major storms because we made it all the way to Wanda yep, last we year. We made it to the W name. We didn't go to, I always call it the B team list. We didn't make it to the um, second set of names. Supplemental, yeah. Yes, supplemental. <laughs> I always call it the B team. We didn't make <laughs> it to those yet. So, um, but remember, they don't do the Greek alphabet anymore when we run through um, the names. So if we had an active hurricane season that went above the set number of names, we do go to the supplemental list, which is another list of names. But so they're forecasting a above active season, not as active as what we saw last year. And of course, not as active as what we saw in 2020. That was an anomaly for sure to see a year that active. But remember that Colorado State and NOAA, after their initial forecast, they do go back and release an additional forecast during the hurricane season. So it accounts for the amount of storms that we have had plus determining if maybe La Nina conditions will persist longer than expected. Maybe ocean temperatures will stay warmer longer. So they're thinking of all these factors too when they update the forecast. So of course, we'll do another podcast dedicated to the updated um, outlooks. But this is what they're forecasting for now. And we talked about why they're really thinking of those La Nina conditions persisting. But Ulysses and I just want to do a quick recap of what we saw in um, 2021 over a couple of the storms, not all of them, since we did that huge podcast. I believe it was you and I who did it, too, where we dedicated the whole podcast to the 2021 hurricane season. Yeah, I think we I know we did it sometime in Mm -hmm. December where we finally wrapped up the season and we looked over it and Mm -hmm. it was definitely a big podcast and we just. But yeah, definitely. And um, I guess I can start it off if you want. So. Like, you've been, like we've been saying the last couple of years, the A storm last year was Anna. And Anna, once again, formed in the month of May. So it was actually the seventh straight year in which we had a tropical or subtropical cyclone bef- form before the start, the official start mm-hmm. of hurricane season, which is June 1st. Um, just to remind you, the date is still June 1st, the official date. However, the National Hurricane Center will start releasing uh, daily outlooks on May 15th. That's something that they did mm-hmm. come to an agreement um, after the 2020 season uh, that they're going to start releasing outlooks um, starting in mm-hmm. mid-May. So, But yes, Anna was the first storm of the season and it formed in the month of May. And it was the only one that formed in the month of May. And it was a tropical storm. Um, and it was pretty much just over the Atlantic. I, mm-hmm. It um, stayed off at sea off in the sea so it was just a a fish storm out in the atlantic and then when it comes to our next storm we had bill that formed within hurricane season uh just a few weeks later on june 14th and 15th and that one just skirted off the coast of the carolinas Mm -hmm. Uh, and then after bill we had claudette mm -hmm. and that one did make its way through the country and we had danny after that but our first hurricane of the season was hurricane elsa and Ulysses and I remember Elsa because we were both here doing coverage for Elsa. And it did become a hurricane. It started 
or it was named rather on June 30th and it lasted until July 9th. And if we take a look at Elsa's track, it did make landfall in Florida and then it moved along parts of the southeast and did move through Delmarva. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about severe weather here. We um, were forecasting the possibility for tornadoes. Mm -hmm. There were tornado warnings, but I believe right nothing did Nothing was confirmed down. by the Wakefield office or the Mount Holly office, even though it looked like we went, I know, mm -hmm. I think I was on for like over an hour and I know Daniel, he was out doing a live mm -hmm. shot and like we were doing storm team coverage where he was out um, with Colby and they were driving to try to follow the path of where um, the, these thunderstorms mm -hmm. were, so. But yeah, nothing was confirmed from Elsa, so that is the, um, the good news for mm -hmm. here. But yes, we did have at least some tornado warnings. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like around uh, midnight. So then after Elsa, we had Fred, and that was a tropical storm. And then we did have Hurricane Grace, and that um, made its way towards the Yucatan Peninsula. And Hurricane, it wasn't Henry, it was Henri, I remember this. Um, we had Hurricane Henri that did form in the Atlantic. And then it actually ended up causing flooding in New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut as it continued to move north and brought severe weather to parts of New England. They had a few uh, confirmed tornadoes touchdown. And then, of course, after Henri, we had Ida. And Ida was a, another storm that did make landfall in the United States. It was a category <clears throat> for hurricane at its peak. No, yeah, Ida definitely was another one that unfortunately went through like pretty much the same areas that got affected by Laura um, literally just a year prior. Um, so it literally went again, once again, through um, Louisiana. And I'm trying to just remember a little bit more when it comes to Ida, but like, like it's always been lately, mm -hmm. uh, these systems are not usually too impressive because of the fact that it wobbled through Cuba and then it kind of just went through a bit of an intensification mm -hmm. process as it made its way um, into the Gulf. Mm -hmm. So, um, kind of, so yeah, that's that's, yeah. The, that's been the running theme is that even though it may struggle in the Caribbean, mm -hmm. um, the, the Gulf of Mexico has now become a hotbed for rapid intensification. Mm -hmm. And with Ida, it did impact parts of the Northeast. If we remember those videos we saw online over the summer last year from oh. the flooding in the New York City subways, um, oh, yeah. it was from this system. And it caused a um, few tornadoes in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Yep. And overall, though, um, there were deaths from this storm. Now, Tropical Storm Kate was next. That pretty much stayed out at sea along with Tropical Storm Julian. And for the most part, Hurricane Larry did remain out at sea too. And that was a Category 3 hurricane at its peak. And then we did have Tropical Storm Mindy. And I remember this storm because it made its way like across Florida yeah. and moved over the northern portion of the state. Yeah, like pretty much it went through like um, near Tallahassee and pretty much made its way through like Jacksonville. So pretty much along I-10. But uh, yeah, and it was like, it wasn't exactly like a long living storm, but it just had enough mm. of a boost to just get it to tropical storm um, intensity as it made its way into Florida. But, um, you know, definitely some impacts for Southern Georgia and um, Northern Florida. Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, Nicholas and Nicholas was one that affected uh, along the coast of Texas. It was a hurricane 
and then kind of just uh, a fizzled as it's made away into Louisiana as a remnant low, but definitely bringing impacts mostly just to those two states. Then we have Odette, which was a storm that just once again skirted off the coast of the Carolinas, but pretty much um, was meandering for a good amount of time out mm. in the middle of the Atlantic, uh, all the way into like well into the parts of the central Atlantic. So, uh, but yeah, definitely mm. Odette was one of those. Then we had Peter, which was just a little bit of a fish storm that just hovered just north of Puerto Rico. Um, then we have Rose, which was a fish storm out in the eastern Atlantic. And then we had Sam, which was a very powerful major hurricane, but this was definitely a fish storm mm -hmm. that literally just had no impact um, to land, but it got its way up to 155 uh, miles an hour as it made its way through late September into early October. Um, Teresa was also a really just weak fish storm that just formed north of uh, near the Bermuda area. And then when I, I was looking up something when it comes to Victor, Victor is actually one of those storms that actually formed well off towards the, uh, it was actually one of the lowest latitude um, forming storms. It was at down to 8.3 um, degrees north. So only two North Atlantic tropical storms have formed more south than that. And that's Kirk in 2008 at 8.1. And then an unnamed storm in 1902 at 7.7 .7 degrees north. So mm -hmm. Victor, though, it's, um, it formed really far south, but it was a fish storm. And then lastly, we have um, Wanda, which in a way we kind of do remember here because it was a nor'easter. We dealt with coastal flooding before it became Wanda. It really actually became Wanda once it's made its way out into the Atlantic. But here on Delmarva, we, we dealt with multiple. Um, it was just coastal flooding that mm -hmm. weekend, I remember. And um, yeah, so this is just a really big deal because just the coastal flooding that it had along the mid-Atlantic. Yep, and I remember um, Halloween weekend for us years when we had the historic flooding in Crisfield, I believe. Um, it was that weekend. So that's just a recap of what we saw in 2021, something that I wanted to touch base on. Um, the few minutes we have left in the podcast is talking about the systems that we've seen form out of hurricane season. Mm -hmm. So we've had, um, I believe you said it was the seventh year. Yep, yep, seventh year. Last year was the seventh consecutive year that we've had storms, named storms, form before June 1st. And that's the reason why there's been people advocating and pushing for hurricane season to be moved to start in May because we do sometimes see these storms forming in May. So I'm going to go back and just take a look. So last year it was Anna that formed on May 22nd. And then in 2020, it was Bertha. That was a tropical storm. And then in, we also had Arthur in 2020. That was May 16th. Remember, 2020 was the year that records kept being broken back to back to back based on formation of storms. I believe Bertha was the earliest second named storm on record. Mm -hmm. And then Back in 2019, there's Andrea, and that was on May 20th. Then in 2018, it was Alberto, um, May 25th, Arlene in 2017, and then Bonnie on May 27th. That was a tropical storm. And remember, 2016 was the year that there was Alex in January, I believe, right? I want to say, yeah. It was, yeah. it was Alex in January. And then in 2015, it was... Anna again. So we have seen 
quite a few years of these storms forming before the start of hurricane season. Um, again, that's why they want to do this push for hurricane season starting a little bit earlier. But speaking of hurricane season, we haven't done it yet. Ulysses and I wanted to let you all know the names that we could potentially see this year um, in the Atlantic. So uh, one last thing that I also noticed is that, so like you said, like a lot of the earliest name storms for that particular letter were done in 2020. But the interesting one is that Elsa in 2021 actually broke the record for the fifth name storm, surpassing the record by five days from Tropical Storm Edward in 2020. So that was the yes. only one that broke a record um, when it comes to earliest name storms in 2021 was Elsa for the E. Yeah. So for 2022, we will have Alex, Bonnie, Colin, Danielle, and Earl. Mm -hmm. Fiona, Gaston, Hermine, uh, Ian, and Julian. I remember Hermine, the 2016 mm -hmm. version, because I was in Tallahassee. I was in Tallahassee. Uh, we didn't know each other yet. We didn't know each other yet. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, then we have uh, Julia, Carl, Lisa, Martin, and Nicole, along with Owen. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Paula, Richard, I believe, Sherry, Shari, Tobias, or Tobias, Virginie, and Walter. Yeah. I believe I said those right. Um, there is a list of pronunciations out there, too. So when it comes time for this, I will be better prepared to know how to say each of these names. But this is what we could potentially see for um, 2022. Those are the names. And that's pretty much all we want to talk about for the podcast. Um, again, we are approaching May. We're only a few weeks away now. It's hard to believe. I just feel like 2022 is flying by. For those of you who don't know, I'm getting married this year. And my fiance keeps a countdown, and then when April 5th hit, I said, wow, we're like seven months away. It's crazy. So time is flying by. Hurricane season will be here before we know it. And that means it's never too early to plan for hurricane season, to think of how you're going to stay informed. Um, Ulysses and I, we always keep you informed. Oh, yeah, we'll always keep media. you informed, and, um, you know, and we'll, maybe we'll – Oh, you know, probably down the road, we'll even do like a topic about hurricane preparedness mm -hmm. and everything. As Especially of, with the other hazards with it. Remember, with Wanda, we weren't impacted directly by the storm, but we saw coastal flooding mm -hmm. from it. The storm can be 500 miles off the coast and it's still going to influence our rip current risk. So there's all these other hazards that we can see when it comes to hurricane season. And make sure that you're staying with us here on 47 ABC. Not only do we keep you informed on air, but Ulysses and I are very active on social media. And we post a lot of graphics on there. Um, the next hurricane-related thing we'll post will probably be Noah's Outlook, I would say. Yeah, I think Noah's Outlook, uh, you know, they'll, because they'll release that sometime in May. And mm -hmm. that's when we'll even compare against Colorado State. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, so we'll see how what they are um, outlooking. Because mm -hmm. they always use, like, a nice percentage of what they think. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and usually by that point, they'll even start talking about, like, hurricane preparedness as well. So yep. we'll definitely probably do a, ded a dedicated podcast about that at some point in May or even yep. into early June. Yep. But definitely the main thing is, you know, we're going to keep you updated. And like Sloan mentioned, it's not um, – you don't have to have direct impacts to get impacted by a hurricane, like Sloan mentioned, when mm -hmm. it comes to rip currents. So when we get to our warmer – when the beach weather becomes good again, we'll – let you know the rip current threat. And we always do that with our beach forecast. We let yeah. you know what the rip current threat is because that's very important. Yep. 
Well, I think I covered everything I wanted to say in this podcast. Anything else? Well, when it comes to this podcast, you know, we're just bringing you some weather wisdom. Well, everybody, thank you for listening and make sure that you stay weather aware with 47 ABC for all seasons, but especially hurricane season. Have a great week.